Good Thursday morning, everybody. QFM 96. Yesterday, the New York Times said she's the leader we wish we all had. Even has a bobblehead. Dr. Amy <laughs> Acton is with us. Good morning, Dr. Acton. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Well, gosh, interesting times. How you holding up? Uh, you know, it, it, it is an unprecedented time for all right. of us. And and I'm hanging on, I think, just just the way everyone else is, you know, really trying to find um, a new way forward to how to live right. with this virus. And and um, and I know that's something all your listeners share as well. Well, yeah, that now, this is without a doubt. Yeah. Now, there was no press conference yesterday. Can you give us maybe a little sneak peek or a preview as to what we might hear this <laughs> afternoon? Give us a scoop. Wow. Well, I, I do believe the governor is going to be addressing some more of the opening, um, but Good. I don't know the details yet. I'll be learning that myself soon. I know for me, I really, I do want to talk to everyone about how to live with this and feel a little bit more, I don't know, sense of empowerment or what we can do about it. It's something I woke up very early this morning. I don't know yet what I'll say. I usually don't. It comes to me surprisingly spontaneously unlike what the new york times said it it's not a deliberate thing it, it sure. really comes to me so um i'll look forward to seeing what i say <laughs> well let me uh everything's so partisan anymore and there's the open up tomorrow crowd and there's the stay at home stay healthy crowd okay. but one thing with the thousands of people that have had the virus and recovered how come we don't see that number? Because I think, wouldn't that give hope to people that, that watch every day? That's right. You know, and I wish we had an accurate number of that. Unfortunately, we can kind of guess about people who have been hospitalized. And you can say, you know, add a certain amount mm -hmm. of feet to that. But many of the people who have had this disease, we don't know they've had it. It's either been mild and they stayed at home and there's no way to actually record that or catch that. I don't think we'll really understand all of us had it for some time to come. We are doing a study to try to get a sense of the general population, and um, but we just don't have an accurate number. I tell you, you know, people talk a lot about the people who die, but if you talk to people who really have had a serious version of this disease, mm -hmm. it's not an easy road. And, and I do think hearing their stories more, um, would give us all a sense of sort of respect for how careful we do have to be because sure. it's not an easy disease to have. Dr. Amy Acton is our guest this morning. Now, uh, Dr. Acton, and I know a lot of people this has been brought up during the press conferences. When you talk about folks that have already had it, and of course there's no antibody test as of right now for the general public, but the term herd immunity is this something that is viable? I mean, it, it, on all history, usually when something like this happens, it's the sick and it's the vulnerable are the ones that are quarantined. But the healthy people are the ones that get out there to be that barrier between the virus and the ones that are vulnerable. Why haven't we done something like that or moving towards something like that? Well, you know, herd immunity is that concept of if enough of us get it, we, you know, maybe enough of us get the vaccine. Those people who can't take a vaccine um, like maybe they're on cancer drugs or something or have a disease, we protect them. Fortunately, most of us are not yet immune to this. And it's a very, very infectious and deadly disease. And even in those who catch it, the people are sick and they have lasting effects. We're seeing more and more that people are having heart disease, kidney disease, and other lasting effects. So 
we don't think we can get to herd immunity very quickly and fast enough that it would actually be a safe way. Mm. England started out trying this, if you remember, like they were going to just yes. sort of let it run its course. And, you know, now Boris Johnson is one of the biggest advocates for not doing herd immunity. So, you know, it, it, it is, um, it's just not a viable concept. But, but what we can do is, you know, for all of us, we are all still vulnerable. And some of us don't know if we've had it. And so we just have to take the precautions. I can't say enough. The things we do to protect ourselves and protect each other, that's the part that's in our control. Mm-hmm. And I think similarly, going to businesses that we see are protecting us and, and protecting those workers when we go into those businesses, that's all things we can control in a situation where we have to learn to live yeah. with it. Dr. Amy Acton is with uh, the Torgan Elliott Show this morning. And, you know, hindsight, of course, being what it is, if we had to go back six, eight weeks and you think to how this kind of was creeping and you were certainly aware and then the restrictions came down and it seemed like it was so sudden and now here we are. If you had to go back, would you do anything differently or would you recommend doing anything differently to the governor? Wow, that is a great question. And, you know, I I think... Yeah, I'm known for my great questions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he is, trust me. (laughs) No, if you had to go back, do you think you would with Hank? No. Yes, I mean, it's a blessing. Um, I'll tell you, you know, you always wish you'd done more faster. I mean, there's just, you always in this situation, you know, bear the weight. And I think the governor and I particularly, uh, is there anything more I could be doing? What more can I do to save lives, to stop suffering? And it's, you're haunted by it, you know, and I, I just, I think it's a blessing. Ohioans just did such an amazing job. And, and I, and it's not over. I mean, we have got a road ahead of us. You know, I, I'm, I'm an optimistic person. I think we can innovate. I want to try things. I don't believe this zero sum. You just said yourself, you know, we're mm-hmm. too quickly. It's too too soon. We have got to rise above politics and get used to the reality of a pandemic. And a pandemic's bigger than all of that. It disrupts lives. It is considered a national security threat for a reason. And it's just bigger than all of us. But I don't let that stop me. I mean, we have to... You know, we want to minimize losses and maximize what we can do. And I don't think we should give up or accept that. But we can't yeah. do it without everyone. You can't you, order your way into beating this. We have to do it together. And I'm proud of what we've done so far. What about the people? Of course, you've got those out there that are you've got to open it now. The economy, we've got to get back on track. The, the numbers aren't adding up. You're using modeling where it instilled fear in everybody. And, so how do you rectify that with yeah. the, the numbers and, and the way it started? We were going to have 10,000 deaths a day, and we don't have that. And the bodies are not piling up. So how do you address that? Well, you know, way too many people are dying. But the modeling is something people really probably don't have a good understanding of. It's a lot more like a weather forecast. It's a lot more like a if I try this, then what will happen? And it's used as a tool to help guide decision-making, and it's often used to predict worst-case scenarios so that you can take action and prevent them. And that's what we did. You know, our hospitals were very concerned about the surge. We've seen it happen around the country. And by taking that, you know, make taking action quickly, we could prevent it. So the modeling gets also, it gets better with more and more data. As we see, the president changed his modeling this week. Originally, the most conservative modeling predicted that we'd see 60,000 deaths by 
August. We now know we've seen them by May. And so the president himself is now saying, you know, we expect more deaths. We expect more cases. So that modeling gets better and better, but it's one tool of many. And it's not a prediction. It's not a crystal ball of the exact truth of your future because what we do changes our, our, our outcome. And so that modeling is one tool. We do see increasing cases. We know there will be more spread. What we have to do, we're trying to find that perfect balance of keeping our economy going, but the economy will never make it if people don't feel this virus is under control. Consumers won't have the confidence, and many of the economists are saying we have to do this wisely, smartly, safely. So the biggest thing is to, businesses are really trying. I mean, we have got to, as consumers, help those businesses that are going above and beyond to help us do this well. Like, let's use our consumer power to help, and let's and let's frequent those places that yeah. and help them innovate. Sure. And you know, we have a role. In your role as the director at ODH, I would think, too, that is there a, a, not a danger, but maybe a concern on your part that as we take these baby steps to open up, that people think, oh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, when the reality is we still have a ways to go here, don't we? And there we? could be a second wave of this, yeah. correct? That's right. Right. And, so, and, you know, I'm a big believer that if you can just, I'd rather have the reality and truth. And from there, I can create new ways forward. But if you don't know the ground you're standing on, it's really hard to be innovative or to move forward. And I do think there's a want with this. You know, we all have, I myself, feel denial, denial, anger, bargaining. Sure, sure, yeah. I I just want my life back. And, you know, but we have to accept the truth of this virus. And from there, I think, and I've already seen it already, we see it all around us, we find new ways. And that's what I think it can inspire us, but we can't turn a blind eye to it. We can't turn a blind eye to each other and those most vulnerable among us. So, you know, you know, I think this is a new stage we're in. We're getting in that marathon, not the sprint. But, you know, we need each other more than ever. And the rhetoric doesn't help on any side of any issue. Uh, We've got to go go higher than that. Dr. Amy, I just want to watch sports and go to the bar. (laughs) Does that that make me? (laughs) I I want to sit at a bar, just have a cold one and and talk about anything but politics and our health. Yes. Do you have any uh, plans in the future post-pandemic as far as oh. getting maybe more political? Or do you think you'll just quietly practice medicine and, and kind of fade away? Or is it, are you going to oh, parlay this into... never going to fade away. I think you're going to be I'm a... a one-hit wonder. No, no. <laughs> I think you should run for governor in 24. Oh, I just, you know, this, I... I'm not joking when I say this. I am just an ordinary person in this very weird, extraordinary time. And, and I would never thought I'd be here. I don't, you know, I, I have, I'm not a political person and I don't have ambitions. I, I hope to serve well here. I'm just doing, you know, you're hard on your own self. You know, am I doing yeah. enough? Am I doing enough? Could I do more? And I just want to do the very best I can. And I'm a quiet person. People would have no idea. I don't even love public speaking. I'm actually still get nervous doing it. And no one would know that about me. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm just, just like everyone well, else. You're terrific. So, you are, before we let you go, okay, you talked about being at the bar. So if you, if the bars were to open tomorrow, you said, what would be Dr. Amy's drink of choice? I, well, and don't you know, say iced tea. Cinco de my, I, you know, my, my, my 
drink of choice, moderately, right? Because I'm a healthy of health, but you know, I believe in all things in moderation. I'm not yeah, a of kind of person. I think <laughs> all, you know, use things in moderation. And for me, I make a homemade margarita with real juice, and I it's my favorite. Well, there right. you go, little we'll glimpse. We'll end on that, Dr. Amy. Hey, you're welcome back here anytime at QFM 96. Oh. We uh, we appreciate it, and we will be watching this afternoon. Good luck to you. Okay, it's an honor. Take good care, everyone.